If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. What is going on, one and all? Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, depending upon where you are finding us this fine Monday. My name is Andrew Jupin. This is On Screen Live, and we're going to get right into it. We got trailers to react to, some dreadful trailers, by the way. Um, We got box office numbers. We're telling you what we're putting in front of our eyeballs and much more. Let's bring in a couple of my my best goddamn friends. We're all wearing dark colored T-shirts today. Perfect for a Monday. First up, you know him, you love him, Mr. Steven Sadak. Hello. How's it going, everyone? <laughs> oh, man. Smooth as can be. Dude. Absolutely. There we go. Get this. Get these buttons going here. Now, Steve, I'm very jealous. Mm. I may we- be wearing a hat, but tomorrow you are fucking going to the Nick game, my friend. I am indeed. Cool. Uh, not uh, stuff. Not, not floor seats. I will not be at the Nicholson spot. Uh, oh, that's that's sadly. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you, you look okay? Yes. Right? Okay. Dude, I texted you guys yes. folks at home. I got on the group chat. I had the Laker game on. I was like, we don't know the next time you're going to get to see this guy in the wild. But Nicholson is on the floor at the fucking Nick game, which is nice Laker that game. it's not just him trying to buy fucking cigarettes or whatever it was like. He just like threw up and had to get some air and some paparazzo got him like that yep. other horrible picture that was going around. I'm glad that he was able to get uh, that. Going. Yeah, totally. Uh, and uh, someone else who doesn't appreciate a floor seat, but he does enjoy a good book. Mr. Chris Cabin. And if the dirty son of a bitch who directed Sophie's Choice wants to get into a fight about it, I'll knock his goddamn teeth down his throat. Wow. He'll drink his own blood. He'll wish he was never born. Wow. And I will find his grave and piss on it every day till the day I leave this earth. But it is a good performance by Meryl Streep, <laughs> by a Polish woman who is the just God damn, Roger! Just yeah. Oh wait, we're, we're doing the show. Yeah, we're doing yes. the show. Oh, okay, sorry. Uh, the C was angry that day in the Roger Ebert household. He was not having it. <laughs> we Chris, should. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, you, you go first. No, I was going to do the same thing you were going to do. So do it. We should say uh, Eric is not here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and usually we make up a, a mean joke about that, but not that's today. Right. No, no. Today is Eric's birthday, and we we, we celebrate Eric Siska. That's right. That's right. And we hate movies. Paid time off. Yes. <laughs> I, I, offered, I offered to automate myself for this episode just as a, a, an homage to. Oh, yes, totally. Just, just so that he felt something. But you know what? <laughs> I, I'm happy he has a day off. He's getting yes. himself a good meal. Hell yeah. You you eat up, you drink up, you smoke up, motherfucker. This day's for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so here at the home office, we got a lot to get to today. So let's get into the box office. This is Highest Gross. Now, interestingly, for this week, like he's off for his birthday and that's great. Yeah. What a bummer. For Eric not to be here to talk about the fact that number five at the weekend box office, the 40th anniversary re-release of Return of the Jedi, man. I love yeah, this that. It's a this. fucking badass poster. You are absolutely right. It's pretty cool. I mean, they could have. I mean, that's the thing. If they ever I mean, I know this is like banging an old drum. If they ever put the original cuts out in theaters again, they mm-hmm. would sweep a box office. Like it yes. doesn't oh, matter yeah. what you could put it up against whatever the Avengers, uh, uh, Dick Smack, and uh, <laughs> that, and it would do fine. It would be, fucking blow it out of the water. It's just shocking. That's that's why I didn't go. Right? It was like I, I was considering it because it's one of my favorite movies. It's you know yeah. the year I was born, the whole thing. Like I have a real affection for the movie. But and the poster was really cool. I was like maybe. But I know I got to sit through the bullshit. I just know oh, yeah. I've got to have to totally. sit through the bullshit. Uh, in, including like the the revamped singer in the cantina, which I can't. Mm-mm. I can't abide by that. Mm-mm. But this is wild, man. On just about 140 or what do we hear? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. About 475 screens. This grossed $4.7 million. <laughs> that is not too shabby. Uh, just further lining the fucking pockets of Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, they I, need it. I, they they yeah, need it. They do. Yeah, they what? do. <laughs> they gotta make look, look, they gotta make more Peter Pan movies. We've got oh. 17 oh. more on the docket uh, coming up. So don't worry. We're getting Chris ready. Gabin, here's a question yes. for you. And yes, this is for the group too. Yeah. Sure. We all hate Ron DeSantis as you have to. Uh yeah. he's, he's, it sucks. Uh, one of one I've of never more. seen an unsexier person dressed up like a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader <laughs> in my life. <laughs> nope. And when that motherfucker was rooting around the floodwaters in them, their boots, man, nope. what a piece of shit. No public figure in the history of television has, has more not known what to do with his hands than Ron oh, DeSantis. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. are just ambient flowing next to him at all. <laughs> like he's a video game character. But what if, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what if he uh, stopped his uh, literal genocide of trans people and sure. was like, instead, what I hate the Disney Corporation most for is not letting go of the original series of Star Wars. Now, here's the thing. The woke Steve. Disney Corporation <laughs> took it away from us. I want it back. Well, hey, hey, you are talking about a A plus. There have been many of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Ken Watanabe let them fight situation. <laughs> like Ron DeSantis and Disney want to go at it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. E- whoever wins, I win. I mean, either way, it's going to be bad. And like, yes, I prefer Disney win than DeSantis to win. Sure. 
but I hate them both. So fucking go for (laughs) it. Listen, dude, they are going to trounce this motherfucker and everybody seems to know it with him. So that's really funny. (laughs) Um, Now, here's the thing, Steve. Like I it's a it's a it's an interesting way for him to reach across the aisle Mm -hmm. to make that demand. But here's the thing. Here's what you know he actually feels. I don't get what the big deal's all about because the re-releases are better anyway. No, you you fucking know that asshole loves the special edition. Better special effects. More fun (laughs) for me. Nothing is quite as good as Attack of the Clones. What we need is an updated five-hour version, the full cut. Of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> Everybody knows it's the best Star Wars already. Uh, uh, besides, when she's dancing in the cantina, that one's way sexier. And just a little uh, programming note going forward. Ever since yeah. I've heard that guy's voice, I am going to drive the car out of the way to be able to make fun of it. I'm just going to be like, oh, we're going this way? Nah, just see what's going on. Sure. I mean, speaking of his hands, dude, you got to get a fucking voice box scraping or something. You just sound like a real fucking wiener, man. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what uh, a lot of pudding does to your throat. Mm, yeah, you uh, And more and more pudding, it does does that it squeezes it and dries it up you wouldn't think so because it's such a right. wet substance but it, it, it's actually a, a noted scientific fact now i'm just picturing him being like more and more pudding <laughs> that more! is him that is him every night before he goes to bed to his wife mm-hmm. uh someone who doesn't have pudding before they go to bed every night is keanu reeves uh john wick for you don't know that for, well yeah i guess i don't but i mean just looking at him probably not probably he not. is someone who would look sexy dressed up like a dallas cowboys cheerleader i bet oh. you once in a while he does a banana pudding with nilla wafers i bet you Ooh, that. that's a nice little treat yeah, there I, I bet you he could get into that <laughs> uh but yeah john wick for another five million dollars man uh at the box office here not too shabby keep going johnny uh, yeah, uh, rolling along. So a new title uh, in uh, for this week at number three. We'll talk about it a little later. But are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Mm. The adaptation of the uh, very popular Judy Bloom book, uh, which uh, debuted from Lionsgate with six point eight million. Not too shabby. No, not not too shabby. I could have seen myself and, and my wife going out to see this yesterday, but we were besieged by torrential rain. I was. Oh, it was a oh, real dude, was really like bad. you're not you're not leaving the house. It was brutal. This weekend in New York and the surrounding, you know, metropolitan area was fucking horrible. And I got to tell you, man, I can take like, oh, there's like a little bit of like misting or something or a little drizzle and get to the subway. But this hard rain, dude, I'm like a big fat brick of salt. Absolutely not leaving my house. No, sir. But yeah, it looked good. I I, I know Chris saw it, so I'm excited to hear what he says. It's good stuff. Um, not good stuff. Evil Dead Rise uh, was in second place. Uh, and that, not the fact that it's in second still at the box office. I think that is great. I just mean I did not care for the movie. I'm very glad that it is making bank at the box office, including this weekend, week two, uh, with another 12.2 million under its belt. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm interested. I still want to see it at some point. I know, Andrew, you despised it. And Chris, you were it's, sort of in the middle. There's stu- I think there's stuff to like in the back end, but uh, and the very, very open. I think one thing everybody's been pretty uh, agree upon. I don't know where you land on this, Andrew, uh-huh. but the opening is very good. I think the opening is very good. The uh, opening feels like an Evil Dead movie. I mean, my biggest thing, I don't know that I'd say despised it, Steve, but I will say this. 
it is that, and we've ranted about this with other franchises like Hellraiser, it to me felt, and I don't think it's true, um, but it feels to me like a script where someone wrote a possession yeah. movie and then someone else was like, why don't you make it an Evil Dead movie? Oh yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, he's right. And then yeah. they made it Evil Dead and I'm like, I don't know, man, if this was just possession in a fucking grody ass apartment building where I didn't have to think about like comparisons to other films. Yes. Maybe it would have played better for me. See, that's, that's yeah. You go. I mean, the, the, the problem for me was always that like, I, you always hem yourself in when you do one location, especially when you don't, re- sure. you're not really interested in the, even the, ex- like, the the surrounding parts of the place. Like, yep. it's all in that fucking apartment. And like, there's some good, very wet stuff that happens in that. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Splish, it, splash. It, it, in that apartment. Uh, uh, <laughs> but like, I felt no sense of place. Like, what's cool about Evil Dead? It's in the middle of the fucking woods. And that's a yeah. good sense of place that they play with constantly. You yeah. can do that with an apartment complex, but you have to put attention towards it. And all they do is the kind of cool elevator thing, the, which is fine. Yep. And I, I will say uh, her name is escaping me, but the woman who plays the mother who gets Very possessed good. is fantastic in the movie, yes. including all of the um, crazy body contortion shit. Mm-hmm. That was really great. It's interesting. I watched it on a, uh, it was a double header that uh, right after Bo is afraid. And then oddly, both movies feature characters menacingly hiding above a bathtub and holding <laughs> yeah. themselves up. Yeah. I thought that was very uh, weird. Uh, Alyssa <laughs> Sutherland. That is yes. her name. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yes. Very good night. Yeah. Uh, and then, no surprise here, gang, Super Mario still just fucking and sucking until the sun comes up at the box office. Turn Another $40 million in the fourth weekend of this movie. It is unstoppable. It's, yeah, never going to stop. It, this is like, I think what we're, I mean, we'll see. Cause that's the thing is it only works if whatever's next also works. Yes. Uh, so, and if that, then we're just going to be getting a lot of Mario movies, which mm-hmm. I, I'm going to get tired of very quickly. Uh, yeah. I was particularly big on this one, but yeah. like I read, some, I forget if it was variety or Hollywood reporter who just wrote this, like a tribute to Jack Black saying Bowser was like, his comeback and i'm like it just made money yeah exactly that's all that happened jack black's comeback he's been one of the most consistent entertainers for the last 30 years what are you talking about it's literally just because he made the money like yes that's that's all you care about you're not talking about like as an artist like he's been doing plenty of interesting stuff his voiceover work in apollo 10 and a half is so much better than what he does in he's supposed to be bowser and he's just jack black like it's just It's so fucking annoying. Well, I was kind of ah. hoping. I know that they do a little. There's a little. It looks at least because I still haven't seen it, and I probably won't until I don't know. We're taking some flights in a couple uh. weeks, so maybe maybe that'll happen. Dude, <laughs> primo plane movie. I will say primo. Plane uh, we'll movie. see. We'll see if that's going to happen. But uh, I know that it seems at least from the trailer, which shows everything. There's a Mario Kart digression. Yeah. Um, yep. I would like you know, and that was a dumb idea because this movie is humongous. Now you get a full Mario Kart movie and it's like, right. you know, kind of a, uh, a 
a uh, Ford versus Th- Ferrari. Oh, oh Days, Days of Thunder kind of a oh, thing, yeah, yeah. you know okay. what I mean? And like, and just maybe we're following, I don't know, Toad or Waluigi, and like he just just coming into the circuit, and oh, everyone's yeah. giving him shit, and like we're just watching them go around the world doing this stuff. I would watch that movie. Dry Bones is your Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. that sounds about that's right. even better. Dry yeah, Bones. Yeah. Exactly. Dry Bones gets Tom Cruise's place. I don't know who's Robert Duvall. That's probably that sounds like a Waluigi. If I was gonna, I mean, but he, yeah. That, they're clearly going to be in the next Super got, Mario. Yeah, you, so one of the wizard guys, he could. That's do it. possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You got. Yeah. Magic Koopa. Like yeah, I was, did really well. I was doing I was best race of my life, man. That goddamn blue shell got me. Yep. That goddamn blue shell got me. Your finances are like a rocket, and you don't want it to explode on liftoff. That's why you need Rocket Money. The average person has around 12 paid subscriptions. Think about that for a second. Makes you think you want to double-check your own, right? Well, Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Are you like me, lying awake at night, wondering, do I have Peacock? Is it it terminal? Um, (laughs) Well, good thing for me and good thing for you, Rocket Money will quickly identify and cancel subscriptions you don't want so you can stop paying for the the ones you forgot about. Rocket Money makes canceling subscriptions easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscriptions you don't want anymore and press cancel. Rocket Money will cancel it for you. You don't, no more long hold times with customer service tedious emails back and forth going through that website that's a nightmare over three million people have used rocket money saving the average person up to 720 dollars a year so stop throwing your money away and take the rocket cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash whm that is rocketmoney.com slash whm rocketmoney.com slash whm that stands for we hate movies and now back to the show That you can't let all those flash bulbs going off in your face make you just collapse into a pile of bones. You gotta stay upright. You gotta keep your bones together. You understand I, me? I would watch it, and you know what? Like, don't even make it connected to the last story. Literally, just make it about like we're in the Mario world, but they're all obsessed with racing. And exactly. That's the movie. That's fine. I, I will li- say, I live my life one Rainbow Road brick at a time. He'd Absolutely. be there. Of course, he'd be there. Mm-hmm. He'd be there doing something. I will say, Steve, uh, the Mario Kart sequence in the movie. It kind of plays like fucking Fury Road, and it's awesome. Okay. Like, oh, they yeah. do a really good job in it. So you'll All be right. like pumping your fist on the plane quietly. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> uh, just some stuff floating around the art market here. Nita Manzur's Polite Society came out uh, from Focus Features this weekend and uh, didn't have a great showing, about 100, 800K. Which is nice, but the problem is you that's over nine hundred and twenty seven screens. Yeah. So yeah. I heard good great. things, but I'm not I I, I did too. I didn't uh I didn't get a chance to see it. It was at I wanna say Sundance this year. Sounds right. Um, yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. Heard a lot of fun things. Uh, the trailer, you know, they, they cut an okay trailer. I won't say it was a great trailer. Yeah, the trailer actually turned me off a little bit, to be quite honest. Uh huh. Well, yeah. I, I gotta say, what I what I was a little turned off by is I you already see this. Uh, they're cutting things like the everything everywhere all at once yes. trailer, and that was the number yep. one I saw it. Where I was like, wait, this looks exactly like and like that's a good I, call. From what I understand of the movie, it is not like <laughs> that movie at all. 
Yeah, but, yeah, exactly. But, I want to give it a shot when it's like around and stuff. But like, precisely, I, honestly, I would have seen it this weekend. But again, fat guy made assault. <laughs> not going out in the rainstorm. Okay, so uh, here's another one. This was uh, a big deal. Phoenix, uh, Felix Van Grogan. And uh, Charlotte Vandersmeerch's The Eight Mountains. This was a, a new movie that came out. Uh, very super limited release here in New York um, by our good friends at Sideshow and Janice Films. And this, so remember those numbers I gave you for Polite Society? This was $36,000 on two screens. Okay. Um, so this this did Buku Bucks. Very, very cool. Supposed to be, again, really great. It's playing at Lincoln Center. I want to go see it. It's very pretty from what I, I, I've seen. Totally. Uh, so now keep the detail about on two screens, $36,000. Uh, now we're going to bring in an, a new film uh, from Romania where... Wait, yeah. <laughs> Massive, massive film community. I love the shit that comes out of Romania. Uh, the new yeah. one from Christian Mengu, uh, RMN, which, uh, Chris, did you see it in New York? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was there. I mean, the, yeah. the thing is, is like, uh, yeah, Romanian films, like not all of them. I don't want to paint it all with the same brush. Yeah. But they are usually miserable. <laughs> now, are they are very dour experiences? Some of them are more artistically rich while also being miserable. Yeah. But th this one was, this is like probably my least favorite Manju. And I'm like, n even on a good day with him, like you have to force people to go see these movies. Like this Absolutely. four months, three weeks and two days, man. It's this the same guy. Yeah. So, guy. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it it is a hearty recommend for me. Uh, it's from IFC Films. For $5,800 on two screens. Yeah. So uh, a tale of two movies, yeah. folks, uh, for sure. And uh, honestly, a tale of two marketing campaigns. Uh, so that's what's going around the box office. A lot to see, a lot we have seen, and a lot yet to see. Uh, now, Steve Sadak, before we continue on the show, you mentioned it earlier. We're going to be taking some planes soon. And why mm. is that? Well, we're going on motherfucking tour, baby. Oh, Three weeks, shit. Two weeks from today I'm, or tomorrow, I'm getting on a plane to go to San Francisco. That's I will right. not give my exact flight details. No, I did that once. <laughs> Never doing it again. Yeah, um, you, you, you did that once the hard way. Dude. Uh, that's right. On May 18th, we are going to be at Cobb's Comedy Club talking about Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. That's oh, yeah. Super exciting. Look at look at sweaty Kirk and sweaty Spock right there. I love it. This Just all the, melting together. This is the whale one, correct? This is the whale Indeed. one. Okay, we okay. are we are traveling back to the 1980s to get some whales. And that's a you know, it's kind of funny because the second season of Picard did the exact same thing. Mm. There's whales. No, it's for budgetary and for Picard. It was like COVID shit. Uh, we're just going back in time so we don't have to build future sets. I mean, that's what oh, I see. that's what Voyage Home is. I mean, we're going to San Francisco yeah. in the 80s, yeah. so we don't have to be yes. bleep blorping the whole time. But I fucking love it, man. It's Leonard Nimoy's like, you know, he's ringing the bell about global warming. That's Give, that's the deal. And, you know, environmentalism. Give me a can of tab. <laughs> I must drink this beverage. Oh, yes. We're making similar jokes to the film Back to the Future 2. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, Steve, after we trek away from San Francisco, what's happening? 
Uh, I guess. Oh God, I always get the date wrong. Is it the twenty five twenty two? Yeah, five twenty two. Yes. On uh, Monday, May twenty second, we will be at the Hollywood Improv. Low ticket warning for our twins show. This is really oh, yeah. like yeah. probably your last week. You're going to be able to get tickets for this, and I really hope that you get tickets for both. Yeah. But really, if you're if you're in LA and you're like, man, I don't know, I might be, you know, tired. Yeah. Figure out another day to be tired. That's, That's right. Saying. Don't wait yeah. for day of on this one. No, I, do I, not. I, I don't think it's going to work out for you on that one. No, absolutely not. And we're unsure because uh, we haven't like checked it out to see if it would be possible. But if the show does sell out, we have a cool idea waiting in the wings. Yes. That we're not going to mention because if it doesn't happen, then that's going to be embarrassing. Wouldn't that be <laughs> embarrassing, folks? Yeah. yeah we, 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 uh, <laughs> I'll put ourselves out there like that. No, no, sir. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I can't. I can't. I can't take that kind of heartbreak. But uh yeah so we'll see we'll see but yes super low ticket alert uh for los angeles that is for sure um so we went over a bunch of stuff that has already come out and had its first showing or so at the box office uh now let's check out some stuff that uh hopes it has a showing at the uh the box office in a segment we've cleverly titled trailer segment Now we got two here, uh, ready to roll. And folks at home, uh, as I've started doing now, in the show info here, in the video info on YouTube, uh, I have linked to the two trailers we're going to be watching. Uh, so the first one out the gate, oh, it's this Hunger Games prequel thing, isn't it? Oh, great! <laughs> Yay! Everybody Yay. wanted. Is this is this based on a book or no? I think she did write a book. I'm sure she did. Yes. Probably. Yes. What That's why you write, you write the book so they make the movie but, and then you make the money. I, right. I, I, I got to say, like, we'll see how this movie does. But I got to say, I'm already really, like, sad. Like, Rachel Zegler was so good in West Side Story. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. what she has had to, like, her the, the pitches as her for a star Dude. sense have been so, like, horrible. It's, you got to do, you got to be part of three to four franchises, yeah. dude. Sh- She's in that awful Shazam movie. Awful. And now she's in this. Now and it's, yeah. it's crazy. Um, so yeah, let's take a look here. Uh, Chris, just as a warning, we do yeah. have a trailer before the trailer. Oh, fantastic. Thank so you. So I just I want to get your heart ready. Oh, great, great, fantastic. <laughs> uh all right, gang, but here we go. We're gonna check this out uh, in three, two, one, go. Hey, that look at that bird there. Hey, it's and a the bird snake. flying around. Oh, and the snake's gonna get him. Oh, the trailer premiere. Ooh, oh, great. Don't I'm I feel so, so honored to be at the trailer premiere? Mysterious piano music. See, now here's how you fucking trick me. Uh, you put Viola in this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and then you got the big oh, happening. Yeah. He's pounding something. I don't know what I, that is. I drink and no stuff. I just yeah, want, wonder like, where he's done that before. Um, wasn't there an HBO like Final Solution movie where they, they they it's about the guys in the room doing the Final Solution? It's horrible, and that's the whole point. It's that, but it's the Hunger Games. It's like I don't know, <laughs> kids fighting each other to the death. How does yeah. that sound to you guys? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're told here that uh, Dinklage is the dude who came up with this idea. <laughs> I'd hate to see the ones that were like, nah, that's fucked up. That's never going to work. And also, it's like, he's he's totally jerking off to it, right? Oh, yeah, he's definitely jerking off to it. Yep, yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, he always asks for the tapes in advance. Yeah, I wonder why. Oh, yeah, we all know. I will say this right here. Conspiracy? Schwartzman playing young Tucci. No, it's like an ancestor because this is like ages. Oh, I see. 
I don't know, maybe like a. Well, no, because this other guy is uh, Sutherland's character, so oh, maybe yeah, so it's the, like yeah, yeah. I don't know, a couple decades or something. But he's a he's a relative. It's not Tucci's character, but the casting right there is, I will say, pretty well done. Yeah. So it's like, all right, we're watching like the tenth anniversary of the Hunger Games. So it's not even like the movie the about one, the yeah. creation of yeah. it. Yeah. That Eminem? No. <laughs> <laughs> he went back. It's gotta look like him. Yeah. Yeah, I just uh, no, thank you. I watched War the first just, one and I was okay with it, but this world has never done it for me. Now, nah. no. we didn't finish watching those movies. No, I didn't either. I think I have seen them all. Because the the fourth one, which was like the third book split into two movies, yeah, like oh, those Jason. were coming out when Hoffman died, yes. and yeah. they were like, oh, we had to do some computer Philip Seymour Hoffman, and I was like, I'll never watch that movie. Yeah. This guy really does look like Eminem. <laughs> this is... Oh, dude, Mom's Spaghetti, dude. Here it comes. <laughs> Look out for that Mom's Spaghetti. You're going to wish you could make uh, Mom's Spaghetti, dude, when you're living in the Hunger Games world. Oh, dude, an audio from Sutherland? Get the yes. fuck out of here. Well, because that was, I mean, that was the character we all remember and love from those yeah. movies is Donald Coriel Sutherland. Coriel Anus Snow was his name, I believe. <laughs> Whoever gives a shit us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just like, wh why would you center something like that? On, I mean, I guess it's it's definitely going to be about like Zegler and yeah. this kid, but like that, that you want to know the beginning of fucking Sutherland. Now, so it's so begins, baby. Uh, no just thanks. any of these ways we can get like, just fucking, you know, change these stories or make them feel more important than they are. You know, it's well, actually, I'll give it because at least, like, it wasn't like uh, the, the noted snake J.K. Rowling being like, <laughs> you know what I'm going to do? It's going to be a field guide. It's going to be a brand new adventure with brand new characters. We're never going back to Hogwarts, folks. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to Hogwarts. Okay, <laughs> it's about Dumbledore, exactly. Uh, okay, you know what? It's it, uh, Maybe uh, Harry gets conceived in the next well, one. How does that sound? That's Conception. <laughs> That's exactly why. I mean, I haven't read whatever the book this is based on is. No. So I don't know if this is just in there anyway. But yeah. I would I would tell you the, probably the reason that they have it like the villain is becoming the major thing is because that's what fucking Fantastic Beasts end up doing. Yeah, that's true. In the fucking uh, what's it, the uh, beginning of uh, what's uh, his face? Dumb, of uh, Voldemort and uh, Dumbledore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. As the main thing. Yeah. Sure. But this also looks like a way to like reverse engineer more humanity for that Sutherland character because that's what we're obsessed with and that is what you are going to hear my long-winded rant about when we talk about that fucking Peter Pan movie. Ooh. This obsession with like villains can't be villainous and yeah. just nasty and evil. Mm. They got to be sympathetic because they got problems too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck you. <laughs> and that's what this feels like. Like, oh, he's going to fall in love with this girl that has to participate and Oh, he's just a person? No, he's supposed to be a fucking heartless villain, and I don't give a shit how he got there. Listen, Hitler put his pants on one leg at a time like everybody else. <laughs> and he had, he had uh, issues, you know what I mean? Precisely. Um, now, this next one is a real 180 in terms of what kind of movie we're talking about. Uh, this is John Hamm and Tina Fey starring John Slattery's Maggie Moore's uh, it's a new dark comedy mm -hmm. uh, from um, Screen. What the fuck are they? 
uh, Screen Media Films. Uh-huh. These are the same fuckers that own uh, or that are owned by the Chicken Soup for the Soul company. Just yeah. like uh, uh, that uh, secret movies Poker Face. Oh, uh, yeah. Same John, company. You know, John Hamm, Tina Fey. I mean, this sounds like box office poison to me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Like, if Fey wasn't involved, because I'm still kind of, you know, a little <laughs> worn out on her. But John Hamm, man, that uh, fucking Fletch movie. No, I know. I, I like yeah. John Hamm. He just, none of his movies make money. It's just, it's not. No, that's no. true. But that Fletch one would have, yeah. I bet, yes. if it had more. Anyway, so, all right, let's get into it here. We got this trailer set up. Uh, three, two, one, go. Nice, just green band. No, here comes the Maggie Moore's trailer. Oh, no. A yellow jumpsuit. <laughs> Nick Mohammed from uh, Ted Lasso here. I love this dude. Mm. <laughs> oh. But, like, listen, this, no offense to the fine people at Screen Media, but it's, you see the people in this movie and who made it and whatever, and my first question is always, why do you have it? Yeah. Yes. Why doesn't a larger company with a larger footprint or reach have it? So that could be a, a warning sign. Yeah. I don't know. Is this guy anybody? I don't know. I can see. I can barely see though. shit. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I like this kind of like small time crime, small, small town crime kind yep. of a deal. Yep. And it's just goofy enough. The problem is Steve. Mm hmm. Uh, and, and you know, I think you guys will feel this also. You don't want this to try to be like, isn't it kind of like the Coen brothers? Yeah. it does, Which actually what I like, it doesn't seem like it's trying no. to do that. No, yeah. I think it's more of, you're going to start seeing this more. I think mayor of laugh town, <laughs> yeah. things like that, where it is a, a small town investigation, but with some more laughs thrown in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nobody liked how dour East town was. Yes. Oh, I, I crank up the dower, dude, whatever. (laughs) I like that show. It's one of these things where it's like Tina Fey appears to be playing like a true crime enthusiast. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. where's the joke about her fucking podcast? It's it's coming. That's what kind of, I think, sours me a little bit on the co-casting. She plays a really obnoxious character on that only murders in the building and it drives me fucking nuts. It's like oh, a, really? it's like a Sarah Koenig knockoff kind of character. Oh, not too black. <laughs> no, yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, we'll I will check it out. Here's the thing, June 16th, day and date, folks. That means you'll be able to see wherever it is uh you know, very quietly dropped theatrically and you'll be able to rent it yeah. on PVOD at the same time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But uh, I'll tell you this. We ragged on them, I think, maybe both equally. I'll see that Maggie Moore's uh, more eagerly than that fucking Hunger Games. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. easily. It's a real I mean, movie where <laughs> it's adults people. talk to one another. Yeah, yeah. Sort of Absolutely. Cool. Uh, so, Chris Cabin, get us started here on the on-screen portion of the program. Um are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. You checked this out this weekend? Oh, uh, yeah. From uh, KFC, Kelly Freeman Craig, uh, <laughs> who I'm a mm-hmm. big friend. I mean, she, uh, you, if you know her, you know her from uh, The Edge of 17. She directed that. Sure. With, uh, Haley Steinfeld and Haley Lou Richardson, uh, which is a really good movie. Woody Harrelson has a really good supporting role in it. Um, this is, I, I, I kind of, 
it's interesting. I kind of was hoping she would like do like as much as I like the tone of the Edge of Seventeen. Uh, I kind of wanted her to do like an adult movie, and that's yeah. like, and she did stay in the teen mold. Uh, uh, and I think she did a really good job. Like, this is about as good as Edge of Seventeen to me, and it's from a book like. I didn't read. My mom liked it a lot. Uh, sure. uh, and I certainly knew of its existence. Uh, but Yeah, everybody's heard yeah, it. I, yeah, mean, I mean, massive book. I mean, I'm sure like The Simpsons did 17 jokes about it. I, I, yes. I, I can't say for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's really well directed. Rachel McAdams, if you are a fan of Rachel McAdams, uh, you have to see it. She's as Ooh. good as she's ever been in it. Uh, oh, wow, that's cool. exciting. Benny Safdie, uh, who I am starting to really warm to as a screen presence after oh, yeah. like the harshness of something like Good Time, like mm-hmm. him being, I know me and uh, Andrew differ on Stars at Noon, but I think he's really funny. And I uh, actually liked him in that uh, movie. Yeah, he was he, one of the only parts of that movie I enjoyed. I, yeah. I think he's been really branching out and finding good places. Even in the Star Wars <laughs> show, I thought he was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right. I forgot about that. Um, and uh, it, uh, Kathy Bates has a, a really good... Uh, role as her grandmother the the uh-huh. girl herself was the original i think she's the original cassie lang from the ant-man oh I remember how they recast yes, the, they because yeah. i think she's the original cassie okay. Uh, okay. and she's very good uh I, let me get her name because i don't want to be which is kind of amazing here. that the girl still acts and apparently she's still a very good actor. you know because yeah. that does happen you're a cut child actress to teen actor or to adult actor there's sometimes the drop off you're like ah, oh, we're gonna recast yeah we'll totally. get the girl from uh, freaky but no it's, it's just like <laughs> no we'll just it's always weird though like, a- Ab- abby Ryder fortson she's She's very good in the movie, uh, and she has a lot of really great scenes with Rachel McAdams. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, the other famous version of that is who was it was the um, with the Independence Day, and they got oh right, Michael Mike- Monroe. Yes, in for, oh, uh, uh, I'm forgetting her name. But no, she's great. Uh, because, uh, what's her face? Um, Parenthood. She's from uh, yeah, Arrested Development. Uh, yes, uh, it's killing uh, me now. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm now. I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, <laughs> But, Scott Pilgrim, right? She's yes, also yes, the yeah, 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 yeah. we we know. Yeah, we know we all know so, who we're talking about. We just can't get the name. <laughs> um but that's the last time I remember something like this happening and being like, sure. Oh, all this for Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> like, why? Why, why, why? Uh her name it's is It's killing me. I was just May- literally May- talking about her the other day. May Whitman. Uh, May fucking Whitman. Yes, like, yes. It was great. And I mean, it was obviously yeah. a thing where a, she's older than Michael Monroe because that's just how life works. That's how much yeah. time passed between the two movies, et cetera, right. et cetera. Yeah. But you have to be hotter for you have to be hot for uh, Bill Pullman's daughter, I guess. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I I highly if if you haven't seen it, I I think it's worth going out to see. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's it's just a really good comedic drama. Uh, There's a lot of stuff there that uh, is very intimate, and I thought it was handled very well. Is it a period piece or is it uh, now period piece? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so here's something that's also a period piece. Uh, so yeah, like I mentioned a couple times, I wasn't leaving the house, but thankfully Friday was the premiere of David Lowry's Peter Pan and Wendy, uh, on Disney plus here. And, uh, I gotta tell you, here's the thing. I am sick and fucking tired Mm. of these screenplays where like we're, we're, we're fucking shaking up the bones of some well-established thing. Right. And the way we're going to make it like new and interesting and fresh is like 
well, what if two of these characters who have been like two totally, you know, certain things and have certain like rules and stories set up about them. What if we change that so that they grew up together and they were friends and they yeah. knew each other mm. before all this. And like, I don't want to give anything away. And maybe I am like just by sort of hinting at this, but it is, it is the dumbest fucking decision for this yeah. movie. We were like three quarters of the way through it. And they really start hammering at home. Cause like they drop little breadcrumbs throughout mm. and then they really start hammering at home towards the end. And I don't know if we were like pause for a bathroom break or like maybe the movie was just playing. Chelsea was just like, this is so fucking stupid. <laughs> I was like, you're totally right. Uh, so that like, there's a storytelling change here. Cause for the most part, it's just, it is the story of Peter Pan that, you yeah. know, from you know Everything. the animated version or whatever the fuck it is that story. The fact that it was called Peter Pan and Wendy, I thought it was going to be like something like a new adventure in Neverland. Nah, it's just a live action remake of the Disney animated thing. You change the title. It also looks terrible. I mean, the poster looks this, bad, honestly. This is just like how this is because I, I I saw it this morning and uh, like, I other than turning red, there has not been a single uh, a Disney Plus original streaming movie that has looked good or yeah. that I have been even marginally excited about. Like well, I thought this was turning red, you know, and some of these other ones, they're animated. Yeah. This live yeah. action, dude, it is so Oof. low lit. And then Bad. the color grading is so fucking like just bland and like gray, blue, green, flat. So like I'm watching the opening and I'm like, okay, maybe this is just for like foggy old London yes. town. Mm -hmm. And when we get to Never Never Land, boom, I'm going to be smacked in the face with a functioning color palette. No. And we get there and it is just muted fucking peaches and pinks and why would you want color in a peter pan movie i don't know that doesn't make sense <laughs> dude i was i was flummoxed man it still boggles my noodle i can't believe it you, you give that up but hey the good thing is that you now can watch it on your phone you do, <laughs> sure, that is yeah. the trade-off you've made and i, I hope uh -huh. everybody's very happy with it because it does it looks like shit like i i feel bad because <laughs> david lowry is yes. an incredibly visual director and like everything about this screams like no you can't do that no you can't mm -hmm. do that no you yep. can't do that like there's this great shot of of hook coming around inside the cave and uh the gator comes and eats a ship and like yeah. it should be an incredible scene, but it, since it's all like brown, I'm just yeah. like nothing's <laughs> yeah. pulling my eye. Nothing is making me yep. look deep in it. I'm just noticing that the shot's well choreographed because it's David Lowry. He's going to do that. There's a moment where like you know it's kind of like the big reveal of the pirate ship when they all get on board mm. and they do this like big like whoosh kind of shot so you can see everything. It's the grayest pirate yeah, ship yeah. I have ever seen. Again, um, it's Peter fucking Pan. Like, you know dude. what I mean? Like, this is not, yeah. Yeah. This is not like fucking Batman or I don't even know, like, fuck, you know, like the Dr. Mabuse movie that we're going to make. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's Peter fucking Pan. It is for yeah. children. It should be colorful. It should be well lit. I, I will and, say, yeah, for, for however bad this is, and it is really bad. It's still nothing. I don't know if they're ever going to get close to how bad the Lion King re remake was. <laughs> that's so I, I, far nothing, as, that's nothing the only has one we turned worse. off and never finished. Nothing um, has looked worse. I, I don't think yeah. I have seen anything that looks worse than that movie. I 
for the most part, or even almost perfect, because uh, Alice in Wonderland doesn't count because that's a, a, a real reimagining of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, it's not. I, it's not a live action remake. I think we saw the Cinderella movie, and I think that was it. I think that was the beginning and the end of me watching these Ken live Kenneth action Branagh's Cinderella. I think that was it, and I think yeah, because um, it's such a stupid idea. It's yeah. such a monstrously stupid. I mean, obviously, Peter <laughs> Pan. You're going to make uh, a million Peter Pans anyway, but like the, any of these live action remakes, and I'm looking at you, fucking Little Mermaid. It's just. Yeah, it just boy. cuts the throat of what made the original exciting, which is animation. Yes. Animation in and of itself is an exciting genre. It's again colorful. It's uh, you could do things that you can't do in whatever in in live action, and that's and it's eighty six minutes long, and it's a fun yeah. little kids movie. Bing bang boom. And I mean that's the other thing, dude. Like on the one hand, I do appreciate in this movie that there's a lot of like. Um, we're going to kill Peter Pan and, you know, Wendy's bound for execution and she's going to walk the plane. And like, we're doing stuff like that, like, which is fine because that kind of ups the excitement a little bit sure. in a mostly totally unfun and super self-serious movie. Um, but it just, it, it, all the rest of the fun is just not there because it's so serious and yeah. like grounded. Yeah. I don't need you to ground a movie where children literally fly through the air with pixie <laughs> dust on yeah. them. Yeah. Like, no, no, it's but- insane. And for for whatever it's worth, I think most of the performances are pretty good in the movie. Jude Law, like as Captain Hook, I thought was pretty good. It's not as like crazy as it needs to be or as sure. fun, you know? Like yeah. he is doing kind of like a grim dark thing, but it works okay because he's good. Um what is her name? Uh, Ava Anderson, who is the progeny of Mila Jovovich and Paul W.S. Anderson. Wow. Yeah, yeah. she plays Wendy, and I got to say, pretty good. Um, and dude, surprise of the movie, and I kind of think the best part of it, playing Smee is Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. And he's actually playing a character and not like, hey, it's Jim Gaffigan yes. dressed as a pirate eating a hot pocket. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's actually like playing a character. Um, I mean, I don't think you can yeah. blame that movie on anybody but Disney. Like, I, it, sure, like Lowry definitely was taking a check and like yeah. the, the kids are doing their best with a script that is like mostly affirmations that you would get off like a peel calendar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, I, I do want to say David Lowry made a short with the Green Knight called Oak Thorn and the Old Rose Love with Jackie Earl Haley. Ooh, and okay. um, the she plays the assistant to Jared Leto in Blade Runner 2049. I'm forgetting her name uh, now. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, Dude, me, I feel like Dave McFly at the end of Back to the Future. When the hell did this happen? <laughs> Sylvia Hoax. Um, when did they make this? When this this came out. This was on... I, 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 I got the special... There's a special edition... Of uh-huh. the Green Knight that comes with this short on it. Oh, son of a uh, bitch! Do I it's, have this? It's twenty. <laughs> it's twenty minutes long. It's uh-huh. really, really fucking good. Oh, that's uh, cool. I and like that, that, and if you want to see him just directing the shit out of a, a twenty-minute piece, it's unbelievable how uh, uh, rich and detailed that twenty minutes is. Yeah, I mean, I think David Lowry is a really great director. Incredible sure. director. I'll give. I, uh, yeah, shocked was, how much I didn't like this. Yeah, I was I was pretty let down. Um, something we have not been let down by, and we're going to talk about it a little bit here because we're at like sort of the halfway mark of the season, uh, is Succession Season 4, uh, the final season here. Um, Steve, you want to take the ball with this? Just because uh, I, I will say uh, I have not, and Chris has not seen last night's episode 
here in this house, we're still trying to catch up and finish Perry Mason, which has been excellent. But yeah, yeah we I'm, just I'm, finished I'm, that last night. It was it's really ju- good. I'm doing Succession first, and we're going to move on to Perry Mason. Uh, yeah. But uh, just to give you guys a five second warning, I am going to spoil the second episode of Succession, which probably has been spoiled uh, for everybody at this point. But just I don't as know an how FYI, you it. yes. Uh, now we're going to talk about it. Uh, yep. This uh, this season's been fantastic. I think. It's really I'm I'm so proud of this show for ending. Honestly, like literally, <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I right? get teared up because I'm like, oh, they figured it out. They know that this show, that, and especially like the the last two episodes, including last night's, shows you a version of this show that kind of could go on for another couple of years because, uh-huh. like, you're you know, like they do kill off Logan Roy in the second episode, and it's a one of the best episodes of television that I've seen in a really long time. Yes. The, the way that they handle the surprise and handle like living in the world and like your parents being on the other side of it and like having to hear that horrible news and not being able to do that stuff while oh, still yeah. being funny at the same time, which is what the show is always good at. But like what a tightrope walk though to mm-hmm. fucking pull that off. It is. And everyone's yeah. doing fantastic. But this, these last two versions of like, what's it going to be like when the Roy's, when Logan isn't there, the Roy's have to fend for themselves. And like all these kids are like fi- fighting and, and betraying each other to, to get to be top dog. That could be two more seasons, but very smartly, they're like, it's just going to be a couple episodes. Like, I'm yeah. glad that they killed him off early so we could see that because that's kind of always been the promise of the show. And yeah. honestly, it, it, this season could have started like the first episode really could have like with the um, with like the episode description, like yes. as you know, Logan drops dead because it really it uh, not to say that it doesn't matter, but because it comes at the start of the episode, like. You're just in it. There's yeah. no like twist or surprise. It's like, oh fuck, this is what it's yes. this is what it's about this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I, I I've liked this season. I, I like uh like Steve, I'm very happy to hear that it's going away because I was towards the end of the last season, I was kind of be like, I'm kinda of getting tired of this. This yep. is getting a little repetitive. Uh all the all the sniping and uh, yeah, yeah, like it just in general, I just kind of was like I, I, I've often said that. Uh, it, it, it's amazing that this and Righteous Gemstones were on at the same time because I think they're very similar. Yeah, and, and they're they're but they are very different in how they approach uh, rich people. Like uh, yeah. the rich yeah. are actually kind of disgusting in the Righteous Gemstones. Yeah, they're still kind of sexy in the Succession world. Uh, yeah, even, I, no, no. I understand. Like they put in the mental illness and all that yes, stuff. They that, don't yeah. the bad decisions. They put all that stuff, but they are still sexy in this yeah. way and like and i think you can tell that by how people talk about them i want to fuck kendall roy is most of twitter right now yes um <laughs> or i want to fuck roman roy or or share snook holy christ i think that is uh, that's why i've never been so hot on the show but the this season has been so good and not a lot of uh not a lot of hashtag good. i want to fuck connor roy floating not, around. not many just you know oh there's some zaddies going yeah. around there for that guy <laughs> with the silver beard sure. one question i uh and i i really liked alexander sarsgaard kind of uh in this like it's he's turning out to be a really great actor actually like, oh it's, it's a really yeah. different like the, between the Northman Infinity Pool and this, it's totally. like oh, yeah. three different. Like here, he's doing obviously like an Elon Musk kind of a riff a little bit, like just like yeah. insane tech billionaire who everyone has to call a genius. Yes, uh, I am going to buy your company, pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, but he's incredibly immature and, and like yes. obsessed with Twitter and like tweeting all the wrong things, et cetera, et cetera. And it's it's a really interesting kind of uh villain for this last season because he is, and I mean like I think in this last episode, not to spoil anything, Jerry really just puts it out like we are done. Like made, you know, legacy yeah. media is done. It's all tech. It's all tech. Tech is coming to eat our lunch. That's why we have to get this deal done, et cetera, et cetera. And like that's it, that's what the show is about. That's what sort of, but also like in this last episode, again, you'll see they're all so bad at it. They're all so bad at what they're supposed to be. (laughs) Like even Kendall, Kendall like can talk a good game, but he is so fucking bad at running things. And Roman is Roman. It's yeah. Yeah. I'm a little rambly here. No, I, 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 it's, it's, I think with all of that stuff too, Steve, what you're saying, it's another great, check in the plus column for like ending it because like i don't know how much fucking like dick tripping i can watch like that's that's not interesting like Mm -hmm. it's not interesting to watch people be bad at a thing yes in most cases especially in like a high drama i will say just with the note on on jerry um you know jake uh jay smith cameron and peter friedman and david rash like the old timers you know quote unquote uh, They've been so fucking good this season. And yes. just uh, David Rash, especially. Yes, he who, has. Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with David Rash, he has a long history of using a very successful funny bone. And he puts it on display here so magnificently yeah. throughout the Was it? Yes. Yeah, yes. Sledgehammer. Yeah. Great show. Sledgehammer. Oh my God. Fucking hilarious. Um, but he's been so great. And Peter Friedman, I fucking love. He yes. was on uh, The Path. Yes. Uh, which was a Hulu show that I never finished, but was good for most of it. <laughs> he did Single White Female. Also, Fisher Stevens killing it this season. Oh, too. yes. What with this insider trading scenario? Oh, yeah. Oh, sort of my like stupid acc- dirter. Accidental oops a doodle. I might have committed a crime. Kendall, can you help me? I just yes. He is so slimy and so fucking good. I it, it, I mean again, it's it's one of the better ensemble casts, and like you can plug and play. Like, what if this these two had a scene? Wow, that's yeah. exciting. What if these two yes. had a scene? Wow, that's exciting. And I mean, like again, that all leads to like I'm sure HBO would have loved two more seasons of this. Like they could just go on. You know what I mean? You don't need yeah. a, a crazy story. What if just. What if Greg and Tom got got delayed at the airport? That's an episode of like, yeah, it is, but should it be? You know right, what yeah, I mean? Yes, yeah. exactly. I, I I wonder if part of that is not at least a little bit due to the fact that like the show creator, the showrunner, Jesse Armstrong, I think the guy's yes. name is, yes. uh Ella from the UK. Yes. Like those dudes over there uh know how to fucking end television show. Um the, the great Doctor Who, but yeah. <laughs> the, the for great, the most part, Jesse Armstrong, uh, creator of Peep Show, one of my one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, well, actually, or co creator uh, of Peep. That's show. another show that ran an insanely long it, time. It, but for the it, most part, it ran seven, but it was six at a pop. So you know, like, whatever. oh yeah, I guess that's not yeah. that's not overkill, you know. But like, we get these drummers from them. Oh and yeah, it's like one or two. If, again, if it's broad church and it gets popular here, then we overdo it again and kill it. But that's that's because of us. That's not because of you. Mm-hmm. Your people know how to fucking end television shows for the most part. I mean, I think European television in yes. general is pretty good at this, you know. And to have like, yeah, season six, episode ten of Succession, like no. Nah Dog. You, I, I feel like you would have lost people. Oh, for sure. By then, so I this mean, is yeah. I mean, you could do some if if you wanted to do something like Doctor Who and just have. Jim Broadbent play Logan Roy <laughs> <episode> after 
Brian Cox, you know, bites it like that. I mean, yeah. I can see you playing something with that, but yeah, otherwise I think it's a very smart decision to just get rid Ooh, of it. Season five, Viola Davis is Logan Roy. I'd watch yeah. it. Yeah, I would totally. watch it. Dude, and then after Viola's done, she morphs into the next Logan Roy, which is Danny DeVito. <laughs> think that would also be awesome. Uh, maybe we got something here, actually. Yeah. Doctor yeah. Succession. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all the news that's fit to print this week, gang. Um, like I said, we are going to have to catch up uh, on Succession before the internet fucking spoils that uh, for us. Because we can't even wait 24 hours now, folks. Um, on that Twitter. No, 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 no. But uh, this is just the start of the week here on We Hate Movies. Of course, we got a lot of content floating around. Now, Steve, we got a special episode of We Hate Movies coming out tomorrow. What are we talking about and with whom? We are talking about The Edge, uh, one of my favorite 90s dad movies. Uh, (laughs) And I got my buddy uh, Brett McDuff uh, coming on, who's going to be hawking his book, uh, The Shotgun Conservationist, Why Environmentalists Should Love Hunting. Uh, It's a I've wanted to have Brent on the show forever. Uh, yeah. This is a perfect, him having a book out. And uh, this movie is a kind of perfect, perfect, perfect. You'll listen to us learn a lot about, uh, if you've ever been like, oh man, these these guys are fucking up the nature stuff. These guys don't know what animals <laughs> oh, are. Yeah. We are re- corrected in real time quite a few times. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great. We took a shellacking from Brent uh, during the <laughs> recording, and it was awesome. Uh, but that's a lot of fun. And then so on Thursday, folks, you got to sign up for that Patreon. You don't want to miss out on the extra content we uh, give you here every month. Uh, Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies, of course. Uh, but Chris Cabin, we have a uh, sort of like um, brand appropriately timed We Love Movies episode coming out on what? I don't know. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> You're on the episode, dude. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's been a week, Andrew. Yeah, it's been a week. <laughs> it certainly has. But yes, uh, WLM all around Guardians of the Galaxy. Proof in the pudding, gang, that one, we don't hate all MCU movies. And uh, two... Uh, just, I don't remember what the other point dep- was. It just depends what phase you're watching. Well, sure. Yeah, yes. that does that does play. This explains yeah. it. Is I had to have this blanked out because, of course, I have I still have a long running contract with the MCU uh, <laughs> that I give them a positive, more positive press than the DC. Oh, uh, right, right. Uh, I, it's I've renewed many years now. I, it's been <laughs> since like 2010, uh, and you know, sometimes you just gotta you gotta shove stuff under the carpet. It, guys mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then steve so on thursday we're gonna you and i are gonna record something very special for the patreon mm. that's gonna come out on friday of this week oh what's okay. that about that is gonna be the picard making it so finale i'm doing it uh like uh amanda Plummer is picard, picard. uh she's having fun on that show that show I'm actually, I still have two more episodes to watch this week before Thursday, which I will, um, <laughs> uh, to be able to talk about it, but I've, re- oh, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Um, unfortunately, we're the only two that got on it, but it'll be a fun conversation nonetheless. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. No, we wanted to do something because when the second season came out after, you know, not being totally wowed by the first, it was just a cra- uh, like a crazy packed production schedule whenever that season two of Picard yes. aired and we just... There was no time. Uh, so I'll give some thoughts on the second season from what I remember. You know, I wasn't going back through it all. But uh, I, I will say this, just a, 
I've I considered it like one of the best like pieces of science fiction television we've gotten in a long time. That third season, primo shit. Uh, only available this Friday on Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. Uh, but that is going to do it for this week, gang. Uh, we will see you next Monday here on the program, back and better than ever. We'll be talking uh, about Guardians Three. I'm going to guess. That's oh, right. Yeah, oh, that is going to be yeah. the big one, man. We'll probably, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'll try to see that. Maybe Thursday, late Thursday night or something. Who knows? Um, but anyways, until then, folks, have a great week. Uh, I've been Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadek. Chris Cabin. Adios. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Eric. Happy Bye, birthday, Eric. Eric. HPD. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That was a HeadGum Podcast.